live from the middle of nowhere, kind of for real. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. How we live in the middle of nowhere. We do. Um, Urban legends. Our neighbors are a group of possums. Uh, True crime possums. They robbed me on my way to my car this morning. Oh, no. What'd they take? Well, let, let's keep going. I don't want to tell. I don't want to tell you. Okay. <laughs> we talk about anything spooky related. And they took my wallet. Uh, <laughs> well, every single week since uh, a couple days ago, I mean, well, no, about two weeks ago, Lindsay and I will both research a topic separately. Lindsay will go to the middle of the woods. I will go to the middle of those woods, air quotes, mm-hmm. and then we reconvene inside of our house in the middle of the woods and discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you. And this week, I'm dedicating my half of the show to the possums that live next door. And I'll dedicate my half of the show to the raccoons that are jealous of the possums that live next door. Why? Now, really quick, why yeah. are they Why are they jealous? Well, because they're not possums. <laughs> okay, so it's... I it's, thought it was an unspoken rule that raccoons are jealous because they're not possums. Or maybe it's the other way around. So... Maybe possums are jealous they're not raccoons. And raccoons are jealous they're not cats. Well, hold on. I want to get back to... You said raccoons are jealous that they're not possums. Yeah. So what I'd like to say is FOMOP. Fear of missing out possum. That's true. <laughs> so I think possums, if we can just speak plainly and openly and know that this is a safe space, possums are better than raccoons because they eat ticks. They can play dead, which is scary. And I think, I don't know what else, but I feel like they're better. I don't know. Well, I can't fight a battle for either or because I don't know possum hobbies. Well, what's cuter? Or like raccoon hobbies. What's cuter then? Raccoons or possums? Um, it depends. I think they're for me they're equal. Yeah, you think so? Equal cuteness, yeah. There's something that's like possums for me have uh warthog syndrome where they look hideous, kinda sorta, but they're also really cute because they're hideous. And raccoons are just kinda cute already. Okay. Well we didn't have a show last week. (laughs) No, we didn't. I don't remember what we talked about before. I could look. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was probably spooky, right? <laughs> well, let's hope. It might. It might have been spooky. Well, you had a big topic last week, and then I think it's my time. You had campfire stories. Oh, yeah. You had some creepy campfire stories. Yeah, I hope people are taking advantage of the end of summer, keeping up with them campfire stories. I hope so, too. So the reason why we did not have a show last week, I'm sure everyone who listens to the show is well aware, we moved. We out. We did. And we moved in the top of a hill in the woods. Yeah. And we're not exaggerating. There was one time I was driving down the road to deliver stuff to the house and there were three cows just right in the middle of the road, kind of just waiting for, I don't know, I guess me. I don't know. I don't know what they were waiting for. Yeah. And when I was home today working for my job... (laughs) I got a knock on the door and a note in our mailbox from Sasquatch saying, you better not. Not what? He didn't specify. Or they didn't specify. Just said, you better not? Yeah. So now I'm kind of scared to do anything, you know, really. Well, okay. I have a few questions. What was the handwriting like? Um, It was really nice and pristine. It was like very (laughs) old school, like English. Okay. Like Like penmanship. Like they have time out there. Like calligraphy? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool, I think, to yeah. know that Sasquai do calligraphy. <laughs> okay. So really quick, I'm going to edit out the next minute of the show because I have to run downstairs to give Molly water because we can hear her upstairs crying for water and it's very sad and she sounds like a possum. So you won't hear the next few minutes, but I went and got our dog water. Be right back. Okay. waters? Okay. I'm here, and I got Molly water, and I walked up our stairs. There are 12 of them, but I did the cool thing where you skip a stair, each one, and I guess that made me a little winded for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Well, I think that you are first this week. (laughs) I am first this week. Now, before I get fully into my topic, 
you and I were talking uh, yesterday, which would have been Sunday. We had had some snacks while we were unpacking and doing more stuff. So we had essentially makeshift Lunchables. Right. Which, you know, is also, I guess, like... uh, The original Lunchables, not the, like, pizza. No. Taco. Yeah. We had, instead of crackers, it was bread, and there were some little meats and some cheeses. Yeah. So I I was thinking, I wonder what types of Lunchables exist that we don't know about and i know that this isn't this isn't spooky but maybe it's maybe it's more so alarming which i guess you could think of being a little bit spooky but i looked up there was this dude who uh works for masslive.com and ate 10 different types of quote-unquote odd lunchables in one day or well, just in general <laughs> <laughs> well i don't it didn't say that he ate them all in one day i hope so but yeah i'm also hoping that he ate them all in one day yeah so i wanted to tell you about these lunchables and how gross a lot of them sound because a lot of them sound i'm just gonna say extremely gross is that I'm cool ready. with you yeah cheese dip and salsa i guess that one sounds kind eh. i mean you know it's probably fake cheese and stuff but like that one doesn't gross me out too much. Okay. Lunchables chicken dunks. Like chicken nuggets? Yeah, but think? they're but they're dunks. Yeah. So what specifically makes them a dunk? specifically designed for, they're they're dunkable and a little bit funkable. <laughs> so yeah. what kind of dunks do they get? I think this one I'm not really sure. It's he says the nuggets were spongy and had little chickeny flavor. Well, like duh. No no kidding. They're lunchables. Right. He said that he bounced them and they bounced high. Now I don't think that he actually bounced them. Yeah. They just come with ketchup. Oh, so you just dunk your like styrofoam chicken nuggets in ketchup in ketchup yeah so okay, probably gross yeah probably gross now those comes with uh they also come with capri sun and a pack of nerds oh well then that made it all better throw the dunks away put and the just, nerds in the capri sun oh, i thought you were gonna say shake put the, it around i thought you were gonna say put the nerds in the ketchup you have like one of oh. those remember like back in i think like the late 90s maybe early 2000s those drink that had the drinks that little had the little balls in it yes now those were called orbits and those i had disgust- a lot of them those they, were disgusting you know i'll say they were not good but I i'd had rather a lot have of them. the chicken dunks than the orbits balls. you'd rather now you don't like ketchup you'd rather dip 10 chicken dunks yeah really then drink those little mushy balls Okay, now you we know- gotta be. You gotta be careful about that. We gotta be careful about that. It's gross. It's like a well. Okay, the ball part isn't the grossest part. The f- the fact that it's like clear liquid. Yeah, that's the gross part. And they were suspended somehow. Yeah, so it was a thick enough liquid. It was almost that they like were suspended in there. It was almost like almost set jello. That's disgusting. You know, it, as we as we dissected a little bit, that's scary. That 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 it drink. Is, what is that? Well, I don't know. But that drink. Alien juice. A bunch of people in suits had a meeting. What can yeah, we do? Yeah, aliens. A bunch of aliens sat around and went. <laughs> how do we get the humans to drink our drink? How do we? How do? How do we do? How do we do it? <laughs> It's gross. Yeah, I couldn't think of a word. Okay. Uh, like maybe all the little orbits balls were like tiny alien robots that infiltrated your digestive system. And so the aliens could monitor your behavior or like well, track Well, now I you. don't trust you because you said you drank them. I drank a lot of them. Yeah, I had a lot so of them. So you probably have little like, it's kind of like in the movie Twister when they send all those little ball trackers uh, yeah. up into the Twister. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what your body's doing right now. Well, I they were okay to drink. I like the taste well, of them. We'll see. Okay, here's one that is silly and also unnecessary. Pizza kebabs. So pizza. Yeah, and then kebabs. Kebabs. And bubbles? No. So there's no bubbles. You don't blow a marinara bubble. It's just a kebab pizza. So what a kebab? Well, now these do come with a Kool Aid jammer and a Hershey bar. Now what? What, what a kebab? <laughs> you know I love a good <laughs> Kool Aid jammer. You know what? I have no idea what a Kool Aid jammer is, but I don't either. I kind of, well, I kind of want one. I do like a fun drink. So the thing, uh, I I did sub research on what a kebab was. Yeah. And a kebab is just a pretzel stick, and they say pizza, but all you do is you're designed more so encouraged to stick a pretzel stick through a piece of pepperoni and then cheese and so it's just a pizza uh, there, there's nothing pizza about it except that like no yeah but it's a kebab mm. this one this one to me sounded really gross mini hot dogs 
Yeah. Now, I love hot dogs. Because they're probably cold. They're probably cold and they're very and small and hot dogs and weird. are always... Hot dogs in general are a little odd. Yes. But like if you cook them right, it's like, yeah, they're good. They work. Uh-huh. But little hot dogs. Miniature cold hot dogs that have been jostling around in your book bag all day. Like, I don't, yeah, it just seems a little bit weird. Ew, what if Orbit's made their drink, but mini hot dogs in there instead of the little balls? Okay, now let's streamline <laughs> it. What would the liquid be if it was designed to be like a meal in a glass, but there were tiny mini hot dogs floating? What would the liquid be? It would be, be the, the clear liquid that's in there already. Well, what would the flavor of the clear liquid be? Pineapple? I don't know. You know, I almost said ooh, but I would eat pineapple. pineapple hot dogs. I would eat pineapple on hot dogs. Yeah. I don't care. I like I like it's Hawaiian sour, pizza. Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut okay. flavored goop. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not a big texture person, but I might I might drink sauerkraut flavored goop Ew. with little mini hot dogs with okay. Vienna Franks. Uh, there's chicken popper kebabs, deep dish pizza, great extra cheesy pizza, and the ew breakfast bacon pancake dippers. It just sounds gross. No. Well, I know none of that. I know none of that was scary, but you know what? We've been moving and I just really wanted to talk about Lunchables because I thought it was really funny. And I'm I'm honestly surprised that there aren't weirder ones. I looked around on a few different websites. There are not stranger ones. I even Googled international Lunchables, uh, Lunchables overseas, nothing. Yeah. Well, we were talking about it too. And like Lunchables really, when they came out with that, wasn't a bad idea with the, with the meat, the cheese, the crackers. I would still buy them and eat them. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad meal to feed a kid, but like then they went the gross unhealthy way when they could have easily went like, here's carrot slices and ranch dip. But like, of course they're not going to do that because at the time there was like purple ketchup. Yeah, it was purple and green ketchup. And there was like there was like peanut butter jelly mixture. I think they still have that. Yeah, it's called Goober and it's good. <laughs> it's really they good. They have a squeezy jelly too. They do have squeezy jelly. Now, oh, I honestly, I do think that if they sold individual like flat squeezy, well, I guess you could reuse, sorry, you could upcycle like a squeeze bottle mm-hmm. for your jelly because jelly is notoriously difficult to to spread. I guess so. I mean, it takes two extra seconds to just spread yeah, it on your it bread. Yeah, but it makes me tired. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's hard. Uh. Okay, are you ready for my topic this I week? I am. I'm ready to be spooked. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to apologize that the Lunchables wasn't scary, but I thought it was just fun. <laughs> it could be scary to some. Yeah, I scary guess. Scary to me. Is it? Sure. What was the scariest part? Um, The fact <laughs> that they are still making these unhealthy lunches for children. Yeah. Well, now they have Lunchables designed for adults called P3. Oh, great. (laughs) P, P, P. Anyways. Anyways, I have some new information. This story comes to us from GQ Magazine, GQ.com. Okay. Now, you would think, what on earth is fashionable fashionable about the paranormal adjacent world, right? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you, but for some reason, GQ published this story. Well, they always are. Like, people say... Oh, I saw an apparition, but it was wearing a wedding dress, or it had a long gown on, or and I think it I, was wearing colonial. I thought it was a Mondo from the, the the designer Mondo from Project Runway. Yeah. Well, you know what GQ I think stands for now? Hmm. Ghost questions. Ooh. So maybe that's maybe that uh, maybe that's why there's like a sub there's like a sub business for GQ, which means ghost questions. You know how people always see ghosts in like wedding dresses or like old timey clothes? Sure. I can't wait till the generation of like Bowie and Prince and everybody starts showing up. Uh, and everybody's like, he was wearing this amazing suede purple suit. He was wearing this unitard that was sequenced and his butt was out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I mean. His shoulder pads were popping. <laughs> yeah. Ain't I, no stopping those popping shoulder pads. That's for sure. <laughs> Ghosted me right off my chair. Ghosting you? Yeah. All right. You know, they're ghosting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this story comes to us from GQ Magazine, and it has to do with one of your favorite cryptids, the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah, Nessie. Little Nessie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, not Lil. Big ol' big ol' Nessie. Yeah. According to a professor who works in New Zealand, Neil, I believe his last name is Gemmel. So we'll just say Gemmel, G-E-M-M-E-L-L. Okay. According to Neil Gemmel, Nessie might actually exist, but it might not be what you think. Well, 
like I think maybe a month ago I had that guy that's like picked up a sonar radar of like something that could be like a large mass of like Nessie mm-hmm. like recently. And I think that this could be what Nessie might actually be. So this might actually be and I said actually be now that's the third time I've said it. You've said actually a lot. Really? Yeah. Well, actually you have. <laughs> well if anyone's <laughs> keeping track or if anyone wants to rewind ten or twenty seconds, let me know how many times I've said the A word. If you're playing a drinking game with milk and not alcohol, because we don't drink alcohol here. With almond milk. You got to sip every time he says actually. Well, do it. Don't. Yeah. Do it on an empty stomach because you might have a lot of almond milk. Yeah. Maybe oat milk is better for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So according to the Washington Post, there are more than 1000 reported sightings of the Loch Ness Monster going as far back as 565 AD. That's a very long time ago. Like, that's too long for my brain to process that. Yeah, it really is. That's Like, v- when I even think about 1800, I'm like, huh? What? Like, that's too far away. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, back in the 1800s. Hold on. What? <laughs> it's too hard. You know, it actually kind of is difficult. Like my brain shuts off when I hear any facts about the 1800s and below. When I hear a word that's over four syllables long, my brain shuts off and I just see their <laughs> mouth moving and I just think in my head, probably too smart for me. Yeah, it's Don't too big care. of a word. Too big of a word. Now, most people say that Nessie or the Loch Ness Monster looks like something or looks like a plesiosaur, a carnivorous brontosaurus-shaped marine animal from the Jurassic period. Plesiosaur or plesiosaur. It looks very Jurassic. I mean, people have even drawn it pretty Jurassic. Pretty Jurassic. Pretty (laughs) Jurassic-like. Now, in this, I included a very small mini game. Are you ready to play my bonus mini game right now? Yeah. It's called, is this an actual dinosaur from the Jurassic period or did I make it up? Are you ready? Sure. There are six of them. Are you sure? You ready? Yeah, I'm going to be bad at this. Okay. Apatosaurus. Uh, yes. Correct. Crapatosaurus. No. Correct. I made up Crapatosaurus. <laughs> Diplodocus. No. That that one was actually there. I mean, yes. Okay. Then. Diplo the DJocus. No. Correct. I made that one up. Camarasaurus. No. That's that one was also in the Jurassic period. Okay. Camaro, like our buddy Dana drove in high school, no. Saurus. Correct. That one was not in there. So that was a very fun mini game. It wow. was a speed round, and I think you did a really good job. I don't. I think I. I think you got one only right. Only got. Yeah, I think you got one right. I well, got more than one. You got four right. The other two that were there, you said no. Uh huh. But then all the ones that I made up, you said no, which is correct. And then you said yes for the first one, which was there. So you got four right. Four oh, out of six. Okay. I don't remember, so I win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So most people know the most iconic black and white photo from the 30s. It's called the quote-unquote surgeon's photograph. You know, the one where it's just like that little head popping out of the water. Right. That most people, at least I can only assume, but I would think that your head goes to when when you think of Nessie is that little blip-blip photo. Coming out of the water, yeah. I say blip-blip because it's swimming. Yeah. Yeah, blip-blip. Blip. That's well, the sound you make when you swim. Yeah. Blip. Blip, 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 blip. Yeah, I think it's kind of a blippy noise. I just imagine a bunch of fish like going around saying that. Saying blip, blip. Yeah. Blip, blip, buddy. And then they get eaten by sharks because they're too loud. Blip, blip. <laughs> the shark chomps. <laughs> and he says, blip this, idiot. Aw. Blip this, you stupid idiot. That's what the shark says. Well, I guess that photo, side note, has been disproven. And it was a little child submarine toy. Uh, with a little clay, like a molded clay head on top, Mm. which is a bummer. Weird that someone faked a cryptid thing. Yeah, you know, I think, let me check my notes. Mm. I'm flipping through all the papers and files. First time we've ever heard of a faked cryptid sighting on the show. Yeah, Bummer, you learn something new every day. Some people have even suggested that the sightings are actually just circus elephants that wander into the lock. Now it's their trunk. So the circus elephants are walking on the bottom and their trunks are sticking up. How many circus <laughs> elephants do you see in a day? 15, 16. Especially one swimming. Oh, 17, 18, 19. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, around there. 
Uh, so Gemmel. Now the, every time something oh, is unexplainable, I'm just going to be like, it's probably them circus elephants. Yeah, probably an elephant. Yeah. Or 16, 17, 18, you know, something right. like that. Right. Swimming. Swimming, yeah. Underneath in Scotland, specifically in Scotland. Gemmel, who is the professor at a university in New Zealand called the University of Otago, O-T-A-G-O, he, along with a research team, led a pretty cool investigation in the water of Loch Ness, uh, taking samples from the water and searching it for all different types of DNA. Okay. Specifically, well, they, they took 250 water samples and they tested all the DNA in those water samples. So I think this is cool because if there's a gigantic plesiosaur floating around in Loch Ness, who we know as Nessie... They'll get to pick up the DNA. They'd pick up its DNA. Yeah, maybe like a little bit of pee-pee or poo-poo. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so. I think they're just a bunch of sickos. Bunch of weirdo, bunch of <laughs> bunch of freaks. Collecting pee-pee and poo-poo. <laughs> collecting, hey, I collected up. Uh, all we're finding is pee-pee and poo-poo in here. <laughs> uh, so Gemmel and his team managed to rule out a lot of possible explanations for what Nessie could actually be if Nessie exists. They found no DNA that would prove positive for a prehistoric reptile when they tested the 250 samples in the water. Now, that's not to say that ne- that an actual prehistoric reptile is not in Loch Ness, but in their 250 samples, nothing. They didn't find anything. But how could that be, though? Because aren't like horseshoe crabs technically prehistoric aren't like sturgeons technically prehistoric i know that they're very old yeah i'm not going to make any wild claims because i feel like you and i have made a lot of those claims and we never we yeah like 75 percent of what we say is fake not true yeah it's actual garbage (laughs) or no i wouldn't say fake i would say just not well researched you know what i would say uninformed Yeah, but you know what? But passionate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's okay. Yeah. Because nothing we're saying here is dangerous and crazy, but we're passionate about the information we probably don't know. Yeah. And I think that's fine. There were also no traces for more commonplace animals that could be mistaken for Nessie, i.e. sharks, catfish, or sturgeons. Okay. Now, sturgeons can get huge mungus. Right. There is this little hatchery uh, on Route 84, running from Portland to Hood River, and they have gigantic sturgeon there. These things have to be like 9 to 11 feet long. That's crazy. They're enormous, and they're just floating around like giant, weird, slippery dinosaur fish. What they did find is an overwhelming amount of eel DNA. Mm. So, uh, eels... you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I just... No, you do it. I just got like a picture in my head of an eel, like the typical Nessie picture where you see its head out of the water, like an eel just floating around. With its head sticking up. With its head sticking up, (laughs) like just doing his own thing, you know, like flaunting. That eel could be mistaken for an elephant trunk, but under the water, it's just sticking up like... Yeah, it's working on its eel abs. Hey, now that would probably be a really good ab workout. Yeah, because he's got to keep his body. Swim vertically and moving forward just by wiggling your hips back and forth. And it's saying, can't stop looking at me, staring at me, 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 me. can't stop swimming around, (laughs) Nessie out my face. Because everybody knows that's Eel's favorite songs. (laughs) Can't stop wiggling around, swimming around, I'm in in Scotland, can't stop wiggling, take my picture please. Okay. Was that cool? Yeah, sure. I feel like younger people who listen are probably like, what a bunch of dorks. I don't know. Well, If any younger people Mm -hmm. listen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Now, eels usually migrate up the rivers into lakes in Scotland. So this seems plausible. Mm -hmm. Gemmel said that it's possible that eels who, I guess, perhaps live an exceptionally long time. Maybe there's not a lot of natural predators or maybe they're just lucky uh, or maybe they're blessed by, I don't know, some sort of a Scottish shaman. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. Could grow as long, if not longer than 13 feet. That's creeps me out now think about like when when i heard 13 feet i immediately compared it to how big nessie was and i'm like well that's nothing nessie's like 100 feet i mean i know it's not 100 feet but then i thought about it like oh a 13 foot eel that's enormous well snakes can get really big yeah like what are those pythons or anacondas or whatever the heck maybe it was an anaconda might have been or just a 13 foot eel 
Maybe. Now, I wonder how big a round the eel would have to be if a person who was looking like using sonar and stuff found an eel on their sonar. I would imagine those eels would probably get pretty large and in charge. Well, I would imagine. G- Gemmel was also quoted as saying, quote, I am unashamedly using the monster as a way to attract interest so I can talk about the science I want to talk about, end quote. So all Gemmel wanted to do was test all the DNA in that water and just draw attention to his research. So he threw the name Nessie on there as well to gain a little bit of attention. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. (laughs) I mean, it's not fine, but I mean, I would do it. So there's this guy. Now, Now we have our first ever Nessie beef, our Nessie beef on the streets. Steve Feltham, who's recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as leading the longest ever hunt for Nessie, which seems like a very peculiar, not peculiar, unique uh, world record to have. He said, quote, a 12-year-old boy could tell you there are eels in Loch Ness. I caught eels in Loch Ness when I was a 12-year-old boy, end quote. (laughs) So he doesn't really care about it. And then the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, said that Nessie's not there, but it's fun to believe. And uh, there's a part of my soul that still yearns to believe that Nessie actually exists. So there's a bunch of smart people that think Nessie is actually a 13, maybe 14, 15. I know more numbers uh, foot <laughs> eel. But then that there's would a, be interesting. I mean, it's obviously something. It's obviously something because people are seeing a big old thing swimming up, swimming up in there. It is weird that there's so many Bigfoot hunters, but there's not a lot of Nessie hunters. I forgot to tell you, when yeah. I was driving, before we moved to our middle of the woods Sasquatch territory, mm-hmm. I was driving back up to Columbus uh, and I saw next to this one music shop that's on one of the highways uh, that there is a little camper that says Bigfoot hunting vehicle. Ooh. And I want to stop by it and just see if I can get a peek in well, there. Well, we are in the woods now, so so we Bigfoot might, hunters. We might have to record an episode sitting outside uh, at 3 a.m. <laughs> or maybe like 9 p.m. and we'll just say it's 3 p.m. And then we'll uh, maybe just, it'll be an hour of silence and us going, was that one? Was that it? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It might not be too exciting, but that's okay. Well, should we do some haunted housekeeping? Yes. I think we need to now. It's dusty in here. Yeah, it's dusty, crusty, and a little bit musty because <laughs> of the Bigfoots. Well, we'll see. We, what we be? We will see everyone in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. This week's Haunted Housekeeping, we want to give a little shout out to a really cool convention that is going to be taking place in Ohio that we are going to do our first live show at. It is called Midori Con, which I found out Midori means green. Oh, good. I think because they like upcycle things and they are very community related and all that stuff. And they only eat grass. And they only eat grass. But it's a full weekend, Friday through Sunday, of just all things really nerdy. I mean, there's Mario kart races there's events there's shows obviously we're going to be performing there there's artists there's all sorts of things it looks like a really fun time midori con is september 13th through the 15th at deer creek state park right outside of i almost said beautiful right outside of pretty nice columbus ohio <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about midori con follow along heck even get a ticket or two uh, you can go to MidoriCon.com. That is M-I-D-O-R-I-C-O-N.com. Or go to their Instagram or their Twitter or their Facebook just by searching up MidoriCon. Yeah. Um, one cool thing that I'm really excited about is that there are going to be real live wolves there that you can pet and kiss on their little faces. That's absolutely true. Now, Lindsay and I have been using a special type of toothpaste and lip gloss just to get our lips ready and our <laughs> mouths ready to kiss sweet little little baby wolves on the mouth. So again, that's MidoriCon. Head to their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook, or even go to their website. If you want to come and see our first live show ever and meet us and hang out with us, I guess that sounds weird to say, but that's a thing. You absolutely can. There are still rooms available. And heck, again, you can even cosplay as your favorite, I don't know, Pikachu. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you, it's great. You can get a day pass and just spend the day there. Or if you want a full weekend, you can get a full weekend pass. It's not expensive and you can book a room. The place that it is at, the Deer Creek State Lodge, is absolutely beautiful. There's tons of things to do outside, within the convention, outside of the convention. Just go check it out. There's even a pool. So, hey, you can jump in it. Maybe you just like swimming and that's all you want to do. That's fine. Come to Ohio. Get your dip on. (laughs) Our show is also a proud, supportive, enthusiastic, and jubilant member of the Scavengers Network, super top secret, but not really family of podcasting buddies and friends. You can find our podcast or many other wonderful podcasts at scavengersnetwork.com. You can also find us on social media at Spooky Spouses, or if you want to surf the Scav fam, you can do at Scavengers Network. And we also have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network and help support the show, help support the network and help us create fun and exciting content for each and every one of you. Absolutely. So hey, you can donate a dollar all the way up to $7,000. But not over 7000 No, it stops there. Please There's a cap at that. Yeah, just chill. <laughs> W-I-D-K Is your morning commute too much fun? Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. It feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... (laughs) The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. This is I Don't Know Radio, the only show that delivers more than you wanted and less than you hoped for. Search WIDK in your podcast app. Welcome back, spooky listeners. Did you like that entrance? You usually make fun of my entrance when I come back. Oh, I don't make fun of it. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I like that one. It was good. Yeah, it was just like to the point. I'm kind of sleepy. It is late. Yeah, we are recording this one very late for us. Which, you know, nine o'clock is like already <laughs> 45 minutes past my bedtime, but... Yeah, that's true. Not 46. Wait, I want to see... Maybe we could... Do you want maybe a little more ambiance if I open up the window next to us now, if anyone can hear... If you hear can the, hear the creatures outside? Yeah, if you can. So right now... The woodland creatures? Right now, turn up... Your vol, turn up your volume. I almost said your volumes. Turn up your volume and see if you can hear the crickets outside of Pump our window. Up your jam. Okay, so if you heard any okay, of that, done. yeah, I'm gonna close the window now. And if you heard that, you're welcome for the natural ambiance. I'm closing the window. The window's closed, and now we can shut out the outside world. Well, speaking of the outside world, I'm going to talk a little bit about backyards. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about going outside <laughs> in general. It's scary. About backyards? Yeah, this is going to be about unusual things people have dug up in their backyards. Oh, okay. I was, okay, because I actually have a fear of backyards, specifically backyards <laughs> at night. I mean, any, like, if I were to go outside right now, we are literally on a hill we're the house on Haunted Hill right now. Like, we have a house on a hill in the woods. It's terrifying. We really can't stress this enough. I know sometimes we might exaggerate, like, a little bit about whatever the heck. We're surrounded. We're surrounded by... We're yeah, in we're the woods. In, we're, like... And we're, like, what? Three miles away from an asana, an old insane asylum? You know what? We're actually about four miles away. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> the spooky spouses have committed. Yeah. Now, if anyone's questioned our commitment, yeah, please don't anymore because we're literally in the middle of Sasquatch's home and we unpacked our small little rat mascot, Rathew, and he uh, he's a boy and he's sitting next to us right now on the window. Okay. Let's talk about some scary backyards. Okay. I'm ready. So... These are just unusual things people have dug up in their backyards. If you look this up, the list goes on and on and on. Like, you will never run out of material, like, deep web diving into this because there's so much stuff. But here's just a few that I thought were kind of creepy. Okay. Um, So, first guy, Vincent Marcello from New Orleans or New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, he decided to dig a plot in his backyard for a swimming pool. He ended up discovering a historic cemetery that dates back to the 1700s. Oh, under under it? 
under the ground? Yeah. The workers that were digging the swimming pool unearthed 13 caskets with human remains. Oh, gross. However, it was not the first time bodies have been discovered underground in the area. In 1984, 36 corpses were found when an apartment complex was being built. Now, you did say 36. 36 corpses. That's a lot of corpses. Yeah, this guy found 13 caskets with human remains in it. Okay, I guess if you were on like a commercial site, finding 36 would be a bummer. But like finding 13, 13? He found 13, yeah. Finding 13 on your own, one by one. Terrifying. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I found- Finding one casket is terrifying. Imagine just, imagine how exponentially more and more bummed out you'd get. You find one, oh, gross. You call some people, take photos, dig another one, another one, another one? Another one? Yeah. To 13? It's gross. It is gross. Um, my next story. Two boys named Eric and Andrew from Detroit, Michigan. I like Detroit. Were building a dam um, for the creek that flows in their backyard. Eric saw a strange looking rock coming up from the ground. Supposing it might have been a bone other than a rock, he called a paleontologist who came over and they authenticated that it was a it was a vertebrae bone from a mastodon from 13,000 years ago 13,000 years ago yeah a vertebrae from a mastodon now if we're going to talk about your brain shutting off when you say the year 1800 <laughs> 13,000 years ago like i can't i can't even fathom like what things look i know you can look in a book i know you can look online take a look it's in a book it's a mastodon <laughs> That was good, Lens. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it was really good. For my reading rainbow friends. Maybe we need to record later at night because you sing more. Oh, okay. That's the second no, thing you sing. I don't sang. know. I don't think people want that. Um, maybe <laughs> I'll have a Christmas album or I'll have a Halloween album. Yeah, there you go. It'll just be me singing crappy songs. Um, but yeah, how weird. Like, I would be like super jacked if I found that. I wonder how big that would be. Like, I know mastodons were humongous. I mean, it was a jaw. A jaw or oh, no, vertebrae? it was a vertebrae. Sorry. What do you think? Like a foot across? Longer than a foot? Yeah, Shorter probably. than a foot? I'm not very smart when it comes to bones and <laughs> mammals or whatever. I'm not very smart, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready for the next one? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> In August 2011, a man named Wayne was an unemployed 51-year-old man from Illinois, and he was picking broccoli in his back garden when he found $150,000 stashed in a nylon bag. What? He reported the discovery to the police with the understanding that if the money was not claimed by anyone else, by the end of 2012, it would be his. Like, imagine picking broccoli and being like, what? Okay. Let me ask and you a question. And he's unemployed, like jackpot. Would you tell? The, would you tell anyone that you found it? I would because, like, now this was 2011. They can tag money. Uh, yeah, if you you're go to, right. If you go to use it and you're unemployed, and people are like, "Why do you have all this money?" They're gonna find out where this money came from, and you could honestly be like blamed for stealing it. This guy wants to buy 150,000 chia pets. <laughs> do we let him? Do you think you could buy? You'd probably buy more for $150,000. Well, I guess if you get them whole... At that point, you could buy them wholesale, wholesale. price. Yeah. And you could probably Open get... Open a store. And just sell... An, Chia uh, Pets and Furbies. An irresponsible amount of Chia Pets and Furbies. You can have a Furby that's a Chia Pet. So it grows plant hair. And it grows its vocabulary. It grows its vocabulary and its hair at the same time. I'm pretty sure our, I never owned a Furby, but I'm pretty sure our buddy Nick growing up owned a Furby. And I remember going over there a lot. I'm pretty sure it was Nick. And I kept trying to make his Furby say poop. And yeah, they never learned anything. It could be a conifurby. 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 <laughs> so it grows. I mean, it won't actually be a conifer because that's difficult, but we'll do like chia seed. We'll just call them conifurbies. Yeah. Trademark. Conifurbies. Conifurbies. You'll see them maybe soon. Well, you know what? Take the idea. And if you want to do it, if you actually like can do it, do it. But just give us a little bit of the money. Just yeah. like give us credit. We get excited if anyone even talks to us. Yes, that's true. Okay. But so he gave the money to the police. And unfortunately, a woman named Dolores claimed the money and proved that it actually was her. The reason that 
she got rid of the money was she said that it was cursed. Oh. But she wouldn't tell anybody why. Uh, I don't know. But that sounds like a very Dolores thing to do. She said it was cursed, and she said that she would give part of the money to Wayne, who found it. Okay. But keep in mind that she said it was cursed. Wayne was about to get the money, and 10 days before he received the money, he died. Holy crap. So I think she wasn't kidding. Well, well, now how did he die? A tiger bit his head off. It doesn't say how he died, but he still died. And he remember, I said he was only a 51-year-old man, so it wasn't like he was an old 95-year-old man that was on his deathbed. He was no. 51, unemployed, picking broccoli. Obviously in okay physical shape or at least <laughs> cardiovascular shape because he he's, he's eating broccoli. Yeah, and he had that broccoli picking bod. Yeah, he has broccoli health, <laughs> which is great. Broccoli man. Broccoli man, sure. Broccoli man Wayne. <laughs> But he died before he got the money. That is curious and also mysterious. It is. Yeah. 1978, Gary Johnson from California noticed a large rock sticking out of the ground, but it had a bone pattern. <laughs> so but it had a hand sticking out of it. He's like, I don't think this is a big rock again. And he contacted an expert to evaluate it. February 2014, when Johnson was watching the news, he saw a huge piece of a two million year old sperm whale skull found just a few hundred yards away from where he lived. Wait, two million? Twelve million. Twelve? Did I say two? I don't know. It says twelve million year old sperm whale skull. Twelve? Okay. Twelve million years old. Yeah. That is so old. Yeah, well, paleontologists came out and were like, we need to look at that rock you found again. And they actually found out that it was the rest of the fossil from that 12 million year old, very rare baleen whale body. So they have the full whale. That is absolutely, you know what I'm going to say, and I've never said this word, astonishing yeah they put it into a museum it is at the natural history museum in california wait they put the guy in there (laughs) they put the guy in there hey you guys messed up they put gary johnson in there he's knocking on the glass hey i'm I'm not, not the whale i'm not bones i found part of the whale it was in my house well, I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, because like, I guess, okay, so I guess some guys came over and was like, ah, I don't know, it might be a rock, it might be a fossil, I don't know, kind of blew them off. And then, you know, a couple hundred yards away, they find pretty much the whole body of this rare whale. Yeah, no kidding. And then he's like, okay, I want someone to come dig this up. And that was the rest of the remains of that whale. That's wild. That That is is wild wild and crazy, kids. (laughs) Okay, my last story from my backyard diggums. What did you say? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) While digging in their backyard, looking for worms to take on an upcoming fishing trip. That's that's a that's a lie. (laughs) Two sisters from Canada stumbled upon a curious object. Deep in the ground, they found something transparent and shiny with a bluish hue. Okay, I would not touch it. Cursed. Cursed. (laughs) At first, they thought it was part of a meteorite. However, earth science professor Phil McCausland disagreed, saying that the visible layer of the object would have been much darker if it was part of a meteorite. What a know-it-all. So then they're like, well, let's go talk to a gem expert. Maybe it's a gem. (gasps) So Gary Winkler um, was contacted to analyze the object, thinking that it was definitely an earth gem. He found that it was definitely not a gem of any kind that he had ever come across. What? They also speculated that the object was not a natural origins, but that a person deliberately buried it. What? Wait, what? Yeah. No matter what it was, the sisters just kept it. Uh, I would say bad idea. It's just, I don't know what you would search to look it up, but they had a picture. It looked like something from like the Dark Crystal. 
I mean, that's I know what I'm we, talking about. I know we just binge watched the new Netflix Dark Crystal, which was amazing. It was very good. But yeah, it looked like something out of the Dark Crystal, but it had like the bluish hue to it. That's very strange and very weird. And I, I know what it is. We, I mean, you and I both know I'm a little curious when it comes to it. But I don't think I would touch it. I'd be scared of it. Well, yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, no kidding. Especially if it looks like a fizz gig, like a, or like <laughs> no. a, like a, what else? I don't know. A skexy mouth. I mean, it looks like a rock, but it has a bluish hue and it's not a gem. It's not a meteorite. Like nobody knows what it is. And they don't think that it just was in the earth, like a piece of slate or something that was bluish. Like it looked like it was deliberately buried there. And they're saying not of human origin. Yes. Weird. Very weird. Very weird and very wild. Those Canadian sisters are like, I don't know. We'll just keep it. Sorry. And they apologize afterwards. Let's we'll keep it, eh? Okay. Oh, we find a rock in the ground. We found a rock in the ground. Sorry. That's my Canadian accent. Is that any good? No. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all my stories that I have of weird things buried in backyards. They, like I said, it's a, it's just a pigeonhole stuff if you look it up. Yeah, no kidding. I want to check that stuff out. It's fun. Well, you know what also was fun is that stu- the stories you brought in. So thanks. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Lindsay, I think it's time to take a voicemail from our very spooky, but also very family friendly and very safe uh, haunted voicemail line. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to give mediocre, spooky advice. Yeah, so am I. Now, if you have never called our voicemail line and you'd like to, you have a question for us about kind of whatever you want, go ahead and holler at us. It's 803-816-2667. And the 2667 also spells the word booze because I thought it was funny. You can ask us anything. We'll answer with anything. Yeah, we sure will. And you know what? (laughs) Even though it might be not great, we we're, tried. We're trying our best. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, here's our voicemail. Well, yeah, I guess it's ours now because they left it for us. Here we go. You ready? Yes. Hey, my name is Nat and I'm from Richmond, Virginia. And I got a question about my son. He's four years old and uh, he started predicting the future. Should I be concerned he's a changeling or is he just like hashtag blessed? Does he have a gift? So far, it's just minor things. He can tell when the babysitter's son is or excuse me, when the babysitter's daughter is asleep or awake before he even gets into the house with the babysitter, um, he'll just stay in the car. Oh, baby's awake. And sure enough, the baby's awake. Uh, and then last night, he told the babysitter what we were having for dinner at the same time that I was actually buying that item for dinner at the grocery store without having talked to anybody about it. So uh, how worried should I be? Thanks. <sighs> Oh, uh, creepy. I don't... Okay. But is it, though? I mean, because, like, how nice is it to have someone that could just predict things that are going to happen? I think your little babe, start having your little babe predict... The lottery. The lottery or sports <laughs> games or something, Ooh. and then you can pay for college for everybody. I bet you yeah. you could eliminate the national debt within two years of your sweet little baby predicting everything now probably illegal uh but that's okay okay but question so the baby that he can predict it's the baby is his little brother or sister and he knows when the baby is awake oh no it's uh the babysitter's daughter okay so if they're on they're not even like blood related no they're on their way to the babysitter's house i was thinking maybe like a twin thing oh sure no but yeah their son is like oh their baby's awake and also doing karate. And they get there and you see the baby in the room. Maybe. Yeah. Her son, he realized that the baby had a planner and he picked it up and he was like, I know what the baby's doing at all times because he has a scheduled planner that he writes everything down. Ah, now it's let like me... nap time from, you know, eight to nine. So do you think our question asker also has like a little binder and says exactly what they're going to be making for dinner every single night? And they yeah. read that some, and they, and they read that somewhere. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Like meal, we've, we've talked about meal prepping before and yeah, how yeah. that takes a certain level of commitment that I just can't, I just can't handle it. Right. That, that's a really unusual thing. I don't know. Like 
I feel like I've heard of people kind of having that sense. So I'm not like totally ruling it out as like, no, neither am I. Oh, this is easily explained. I don't know. I think that's really, especially because he's four. Yeah. I mean, what our little nephew is going to be four. Mm-hmm. And he like, he doesn't even listen to you when you talk. No, he uh, he likes he does a lot of contorting and rubs his head on the ground <laughs> and says, well, he calls Lindsay Wednesday. Yeah. He says, Wednesday, look. And then Wednesday will yeah. look over and then he's rubbing his head on the ground and going. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so maybe just, you know, I, you know, like that's great that your four year old is aware of what other people are doing, I guess. Telepathically. Yeah. Now, you asked if you need to be worried. I would say probably not yet until you hear, well, until you hear something worrisome. And then I hope that's not true if it's something bad. Well, what do they call that? They kind of call that like the shining. I mean, that's what the shining is all about is that special power that you can see not necessarily in the future, but what's happening at you that moment. See, yeah, you can see when Jack Nicholson's going to be frozen to death, I think is the only thing you can see. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I had a little bit of The Shining growing up, and all I could see was Jack Nicholson frozen to death in a maze. The Shining is kind of like clairvoyancy. I think so, yeah. Now... Well, your son might be clairvoyant. But, so is... is Okay. Is being okay, clairvoyant... So wait, scratch oh. all the stuff about making money about, like, gambling. Yeah, erase what we said, I Do think. Do clairvoyant shows and have him guess... Th- like, be a street performer. Have him guess things, because, like, how cool to have a clairvoyant four-year-old. You know he's not faking, because he's four. Okay, so we need to name the show. So there, there are those people who are like, I'm thinking of the word... I'm thinking of the word applesauce. Does that mean anything to you? No, actually, my dog just died. I'm thinking of the word your dog died. Does that mean anything to you? But my dog's name was applesauce. Well, my dog's name was Carol, but applesauce, I like that sometimes (laughs) when I was younger. But having... So would it be one of those shows where... The little four-year-old is going, I don't know, I'm thinking of something. Maybe you have a shirt at home that you like. And then they're like, I do have a shirt at home that I like. One of those or types of shows. Or just walks around and points at people and says, your baby's awake. And then so, they look in the stroller and they're like, my baby is awake. Do you think it's only baby related and food related? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope not. Because if you're going to have like a really cool power like that, yeah. then like... What a bummer. Like, well, I think it, all like, you can tell is if babies are awake or if like food's being made or just yeah, or any food thing in general. I think like yeah. walking up to someone in the, in the audience and going, I bet you really like hot dogs. And they're going, I actually have a tattoo of a hot dog on my forearm. <laughs> yeah, I really like hot dogs. See, I think I that mean, would be that would make a good Netflix show. That would make a really good Netflix show. And like the 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 four year old is just battling like. Why do I only think about food? And it's like this really big inner struggle uh, about, yeah, the uh, clairvoyant four-year-old, but only dealing with the snacks. I think, I mean, me falling back on like an older episode where I think that you shouldn't necessarily tell your children that ghosts are not real. Sure. And that they can't use their imagination. Of course, you don't want your kid scared. But if your kid is just nonchalantly saying this and he's not scared, then I think that could be like a really great thing. Like, I think you can just try to embrace what he has the ability of doing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it has to be one of those things that you have to like hope he goes on the the high road with that and like it doesn't stress him out later in life this to me this sounds like a really good instagram account my clairvoyant baby <laughs> whereas videos uh maybe you hire someone to do some editing or you can do the editing you know I, i'm just saying like hire like uh i would say put money into it have like a really cool like a really big production team see what uh what's the guy's name michael bay is that his name from star from like the uh, transformers and stuff i'm probably wrong sure but i have have never seen a transformer movie in my entire life and neither have i and i'm okay, okay with that i'm actually <laughs> i'm actually a little happy about it okay. but hire a production team make these really cool minute long videos about your son being clairvoyant and then maybe you'll gain some traction and then all, boom all, all of a sudden you're you have a netflix show clairvoyant baby well i mean she doesn't have to like basically use this power to like get all this fame and fortune well kids do live rent free for a very I mean, long time just think about it like you just have a cooler baby than most yeah like how people on their cars have uh my child is an honor student you could say my child is clairvoyant. literally clairvoyant. <laughs> my child is the shining. Yeah. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> well, my child is a Danny Torrance. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just have a cool baby. For sure. Like, I mean, it's even weird. more so. Even more so. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. But like, you have a cool baby, so. Yeah, see, see where this goes. <laughs> and also, if anything happens, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, call us back and let us know. See if there's any updates about your cool baby. I want to say one day that I know this cool baby. Yeah, I'd like to as well. Yeah. I think we did a good another mediocre job. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really do anything to help you except just say, just go with it, I guess. Yeah, and call <laughs> us back and let us know what's going on. <laughs> well, since your baby's clairvoyant, <laughs> just ask him. If, if we're going to do a good or bad job. Yeah. In the future. For just the be show. like, should I even take their advice? And the baby will oh, be like, yeah. no. Because uh, uh-uh. it's bad advice. Well, I usually don't give very good advice, so no, never take it. <laughs> and I'm not going to brush my teeth tonight. Also, don't feel like brushing my teeth, and also, boogers are sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that helped. I hope that helped a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Well, I think that's the end of our show. It is. Okay. Are you <laughs> well, sure? Let me check. Well, yeah, yeah it because is. I looked at clairvoyantbaby.com. <laughs> he said that it was the it was end. It was the end. Clairvoyantbaby.com. Yeah. Well, hey. .edu. Oh, .edu? <laughs> yeah. Clairvoyantbaby.edu. Spooky spouses, please end this. Okay. Well, we're ending it right now. Okay. Before we thank Eli, we're going to be at Midori Con this coming weekend. We are. So if you haven't checked it out and you feel like you might be able to make it work, check it out. Go online, search Midori Con, go to Midori Con Instagram, Twitter. There's a website. Uh, also, Myth Takes is going to be doing a little show there as well, a few hours after us. I believe we're at 2.30 and Myth Takes is at 4.30 mm-hmm. on Saturday. And then Colin Parker, our big, beautiful boss baby boy, is going to be doing a podcasting 101 course on Sunday. Yep. And there are going to be wolves there on Sunday and foxes there on Friday. No. Oh, is it flip flop? Wolves on Friday, foxes on Sunday. Spooky spouses on Saturday. Yeah, that's very cool. We're not as cool as the foxes and the wolves, but we're sandwiched in the middle. Yeah, and we never will be. Yeah. So that's fine. Cool. Now we're going to thank Eli. Hey, we'd like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning of our show, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. You can also listen to Eli's brand new album that he just released from the group or the group that he started, Maxwell Hedron. They're also on social media. I'm sure you could find them if you check out Eli's stuff. It's a good album. He played every instrument on the album, and it's very fun. And he still has flute arms. Yeah, and he still has, yeah, for sure. Also, we want to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. There are no clairvoyant babies there, but there are some really good podcasts, so check it out at scavengersnetwork.com. Yes, please do. And we'd also like to thank each and every one of you for being patient with us while we move. I mean, I know it's really probably not a big deal, but hey. While we groove. While we groove and while we hopefully don't get eaten by possums or raccoons or a Sasquatch, but also for being with us from episode one. We we moved out of the house where the show started and it was weird, but now we're in this house. We are. And I like it much more. A hundred percent. I would even say a million percent. Well, this week have a... I don't want to say spooky because that's, you know, the name of our show. Okay. Uh, have a ominous woodsy Wednesday. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Okay. Woodsy what Have a... Because we will. Yeah, we really have no choice. We're stuck here. Yeah, yeah we're stuck in the woods by, well, by choice. Yeah. As well, by choice. I'm going to say have a have a Tuesday where you all of a sudden befriend a possum. Cool. Possums are cute. Sure. Okay. And well, say spooky and <laughs> did I say say or I'm tired. I think yeah. I, I wanted to say stay spooky. You know what? You could say 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 poopy and that's say, fine. Say poopy, stay spooky. <laughs> stay poopy, everybody. And thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Chort. Turt. Craft. Friends. <laughs> Arts and farts and crafts. And pee. And friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Aaron. Hey, James. What are you watching? Newsies. Oh, I love that movie. What minute are you on? What? What minute are you on? I think my favorite minute is probably minute 37. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just watching the movie. You know there's a way more intense way to watch Newsies. There is? Absolutely. Watch it minute by minute along with Newsies Minute. Oh, you mean the new podcast on the Scavengers Network. Yep. The one that we're the hosts of. Uh, well, 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 yeah. That sounds awesome. When do new episodes come out? Every weekday. Now that's good news. Newsies Minute. Soak them for crutchy. Crutchy.